we need each other. That's facts. I need, I need my sisters. I need my brothers out here. A coward dies a thousand deaths, and for all the bootlickers, may you die a thousand and one. The place for the realest conversations. Tori, you want all the ashes? Or you want all the smoke? Oh, this man, I'm with all that smoke too, man. I didn't see Ron Johnson. He trash. Chisholm is trash. How the hell are you here to help us and your kids are dying in the street? I understand that this is Milwaukee and everyone believes that if someone say something, it's mentioned. It's not. I don't care if it's the past. If you see the past or acting right, you check that fool. Where's the results? Talking topics that need to be highlighted and discussed in our communities. Would you trade places with a black person? Uh, yeah, sure. No, I would not. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever said the N word? Come on, be the truth. We on the truth. <laughs> Unfiltered and unfazed. This is the Tory Lowe Show on 1017 The Truth and The Truth App. The reason I believe the racism is getting worse is because whites know that they will be outnumbered in about 20, 21 years. Mm. They're going to be outnumbered. Hey, Tory, man. How are you doing, brother? I'm actually from India. We brown people can totally relate with you. Sometimes it's like, did that just happen to me? We have to not let the government mind us either. That cop ain't never been brought to the public because he ain't normal and he may not even exist no more. Say no more. Release the video. You know, you keep on doing what you're doing, man. You're going to take over this talk radio, man. Just keep on focusing on what you're focusing on. I wish you a lot of love. God bless you, brother. Now, live from the American Family Insurance Studio in Milwaukee, here is Tori Lowe. Wendy Boy, go crazy. Justice, Wisconsin, the truth. The most requested advocate in the state. 101.7 FM. The movement continues. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Milwaukee, stand yeah. up, yeah. stand up. It's Tory Low, the truth from one to four. We about that action, so tap in and let's go. Let's go. We want that justice, we want all the smoke. From Monday through Friday, trying to bring the city hope. Yeah. Tory Low from Tory one to four, Monday through Friday, let's go. We about that action from the block, and we ready, let's go. Tap in, and it ain't no holding back. We ready, we ready. 101.7 The Truth, Tory Low. Tory Lowe Show live from American Family Insurance Studio downtown at the Avenue. The movement continues. The marathon continues right here on 101.7 FM. Welcome to the second hour of the Tory Lowe Show. And, uh, you know, I had a couple things that I wanted to talk about today, but... uh, You know, Melanie Ricks uh, called in for the Pop Culture Report, and she said that uh, John Morant, one of the uh, most popular young basketball players, allegedly is um, being accused of assaulting a young 17-year-old and pointing a gun at the 17-year-old. I think Melanie Ricks reported that uh, during the Pop Culture Report, but... It's just shocking that sometimes our young athletes, our young entertainers, even our young people out here on the streets, they feel that they have to be accepted by the streets, the gang culture, the hood, you know. And I, and during the break, I was asking Benjamin, I said, Benjamin, why do we all feel that we got to be accepted and loved by the streets? You know, and I, and I was always told that the streets don't love nobody, first of all. I mean, that was, that was the one thing that my grandfather had told me 
that these young men around the corner, they're going to end up dead or in jail and that the streets don't love nobody. But it seems like deep down inside that we as men and, and coming up, it seems like we want to be accepted by the street culture. We want to be that dude. We want to, we want everybody to love. We want that love from the streets. And I don't know. I, ben Jamie said it he when, when I was talking to him about it, Ben Jamie said that that was a mental health thing. He said it he said it had to be something with mental health because the streets don't love nobody, and but yet we yearn uh kind of subconsciously for that acceptance, for that love from the streets. And and many times we fall into those gangs that come along with the streets. Many times we fall, fall along with the criminal activity, uh, certain groups doing different things. Maybe they robbing people. Maybe they scamming people. Maybe they uh, committing crimes, you know, but, it just seems like there's a feeling of a sense of we want to be loved and accepted by the streets. And and they say we out here. I, I, you know, when they say we out here, we out here in these streets. You know, I say it because I came up from the streets. I came out of poverty. You know, I, I came from me and grandma on Fifth and North Avenue. On welfare. So, I, so I'm very familiar with the obstacles that we faced coming up just in disenfranchised neighborhoods and coming up in poverty. I always tell people some of the first ideas of economics that was presented to me in my generation or and those around me was drugs. Like, you know, the fast money, the fast life. And for women, a lot of times, it was uh, prostitution, you know, the pimp culture, pimp and hoe culture, you know. So when we get into the, the dynamics of wanting to have that love from the streets, it seems like most of us end up, like my granddaddy said, dead or in jail. So when you see people who made it out the hood, who got money, you know, basketball players, football players, rappers, actors, people who, 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 who have the means not to uh, be involved in the street life, they still kind of, you know, want that connection, and many times it leads to their demise. I, I was just telling somebody about uh, Michael Vick. Michael Vick, and everybody know what happened to Michael Vick. Uh, you know, at one point, when we talk about black quarterbacks, Michael Vick was the face of the NFL. You know, his style. You know, he had the commercials, he had the limelight, but yet he hung around some of his buddies, his entourage, and, and everybody know what happened with Michael Vick. But what I'm saying is now, you we're living in, in today's times, and we got a documentary that just came out on Hulu. And, and like I said, I, I was starting to watch it. I watched like the first 20 minutes of it. But it seemed to me it was kind of like, you know, the same story of, of people coming from rags to riches, making it famous. But yet the streets 
uh, being involved in the streets have caused them to be stripped of their freedom. And, you know, I want to open up the lines. 833-212-1017. Talk to text. 833-212-1017. I got a question. I got a question for Truth Nation. Why do people feel like they need that love and acceptance from the streets? Do you feel like you need that love and acceptance from the streets? I mean, I think about it, and even I, you know, many times feel like, okay, I when I was coming up and I wanted to be loved and accepted from my peers, people in the neighborhood, people that I grew up with, uh, you know, even though they may have been involved in things that weren't legal, I still wanted to come and and sweep through the neighborhood and see how they was doing. You know, I, I, I used athletics to get me out of the streets. I went off to college to play football, but when, at the same time, I would always come back and try to connect with some of my friends and try to see how they was doing, even with my family members. Uh, you know, many times knowing that, okay, they go out the front door, I got to go out the back door. You know, and, and then you, you know, I wonder, you know, why do we feel this? Is This is something that was programmed inside of us. You know, even when we started rapping, I think I started rapping, you know, I used to rap. I used to be in a rock band. You know, I, I did a lot with music. But I, even when I would write lyrics, I would want to be accepted. I would talk about what happened with, with, the, with the street life. And, 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 and many times, sometimes I would even over-exaggerate some of the street life stuff because it didn't happen to me personally, but it happened to somebody I knew. So I would just use that as material many times to, to, to try to tell the story. But now, you know, when I look back at all of this, all of the things that we were taught coming up, all of the imagery, all of the rap videos, all of the, you know, entertainment uh, sh television shows that I've consumed, it's kind of like, hey, if, if, you don't, what they, if you don't have a street credit, you ain't black. Right, BJ. I mean, you know, they talk about your street, your street cred, but what did that? What do that mean? What what do street credit really mean? I mean, I mean, I got I got street cred because I was up and down the blocks, but when you say street cred, is that something to say that you got some type of love in the block on the block? You know what I mean? Somebody will say, check my street credibility. Well, you can't get a loan from it. Okay, what can you? What do you do with that? You know, is that something that we're striving for? That's going to keep us in the mind frame that that actually may uh, have us facing some type of jail time or even find ourselves in the grave. Hood rich, yeah. What what is hood rich? That I'm richer than my brother down the street. I'm, I'm not I'm not richer than the other uh, races, uh, you know, the white man, but I'm richer than I'm more richer than the people in my neighborhood. Hood rich. I just got enough money to stun on my brothers, you know. I mean, Benjamin, have you ever faced a time where you felt like you needed to be loved by the streets? You make music, right? Right. Uh, I mean, uh, 
ultimately, yeah, yes, Tori. Uh, I mean, just just growing up, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, end of the day, you know, I, I come from Racine, Wisconsin. I grew up on the north side, but when I moved to the south side, I needed to develop new friends. I I needed to figure out what was real life going going down. You know, so uh, one one thing that people, you know, because it, it's, it's definitely a misnomer, right? But when you grow up in, in the hood and you got pretty eyes, right? One thing about growing up in the hood is they're always looking for the weak link. You know right. what I'm saying? Whether it's the person with the mental illness. But you illness. got the brown eyes. Yeah, I got the brown eyes. I'm the person with the brown eyes, so I, I got to be a little bit more rough because uh, somebody <laughs> gonna just think I'm sweet. They just think you soft. Yeah, they gonna think I'm soft just just because I got hazel eyes. All right, and the girls <laughs> like me, okay? I'm a pretty boy, you know? Um, But at the end of the day, you know, so you have to kind of formulate and, and, and wrap your mind around how you can somewhat survive in this environment, right? And a lot of times, uh, especially just growing up through through different imageries, as uh, Tori said before, you know, you, you're 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 sold the idea on, quote-unquote, being a thug, being a gangster, you right. know? And, and on the south side of Racine, a lot of those folks down there, you know, those GDs, gangster, gangster disciples or whatnot, and uh, those tend to be the people you end up uh, 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 bumping into, running into, and you got to figure out how to manage your everyday. You got to figure, figure, figure out how to manage your your household, figure out how to manage your block, and, and figure out how to manage you know your social circle. Because you know when you go get to school now, when you get to school, right? That's when all the other uh, all the other gangs. That's when they actually end up uh, uh, having a lot more of their fights. When you, whether it's the, the Latin Kings or the Vice Lords or uh, quote unquote IGs, <laughs> whatever, whatever, right? But your whole idea is trying to the whole the whole point is you're trying to figure out how to survive and and. You're t- you're sold these ideas of oh um, I gotta if, be this way. I have to be this way. If I if I if I get into more trouble, people will think I'm more tough. Now I have a tougher exterior, right? And I no, think that not, people not my took a lot of pride in, out there. I mean, I think it was one point where people took a lot of pride in going to prison, going to jail. Said I got Correct. stripes. They were claiming that they had got some stripes from going to jail, and then as soon as they get out, you know, they they turn their life around and realize that that wasn't even worth losing their time with their family, their children, their loved ones, their girlfriend, you know, and, and I think that we're sold this hood, thug life mentality, game right. mentality as as youth. Yeah, I, I think it's ultimately a trap, Tori. It's ultimately a trap. I, I think what Through you just the music. right. I think what you just said is somebody who actually is uh, uh, twenty five and older, right? They, right? They've actually lived life, or, or they've seen how how life does actually pass you by, and they get back out and like, damn, I I, I shot old boy for nothing. I killed right. this dude for nothing. Like, I was uh, actually just uh, having a conversation with my girlfriend and. Um, uh, a gentleman, because I used to throw house parties to <laughs> used to throw house parties, and everybody used to come to my crib, and we was all kicking it, right? Right. Um, but one of the young gentlemen, uh, his his name was Antoine, and um, uh, he, he was a cool kid. I mean, honestly, he was a good dude. Unfortunately, you know, because he felt like he needed to be tough, um, he ended up uh, shooting a man in his in his face at a bowling alley. Wow. Um, and basically, it's because, he only shot the man because the man told him, hey, if you pull that gun out on me, you better be using it. So, again, going back down to you feeling prideful, you feeling like you have to be this tough dude, he shot this man point blank in his face. Uh, and now now Antoine's serving life. You know, so and, this, this is uh, 10, 11 years removed. I saw his, uh, his sister post a, a photo of him, you know, and I'm just thinking to myself, like, man, he was only 19 at the time. He had so much more life to live. You know, the man's just about, about to be like 29. 
So it's it's crazy out here, Tori. But a lot of those ideas, uh, uh, the media, the music, those are all entrapments to deter us from what we actually can be and what we uh, and what what we what we should be, you know. Right. But what we end up falling victim to a lot of the negative stereotypes of of hey, you're supposed to be doing these types of things. You're supposed to be having sex at a younger age. You're supposed to be uh, uh, out this there. This what makes you a man. This what makes you a man, you know. And, and again, because you know the the the. What what does Jesus say? Uh, my people shall perish for a, uh, for a lack from a lack, a lack of, knowledge. of knowledge, right? And it's one of those things we don't know our identity, so we're constantly trying to create our identity. We're tr- constantly trying to uh, reinvigorate our culture through whatever uh, mediums we can, and unfortunately, happens to a lot of times be the negative ones, the, and, the bad and choices. And the sad part about it is, it seems like even in twenty twenty three, you know, I see the shows that are coming out: BMF, mm-hmm. Power, right. Uh, a lot of the shows that we're consuming, Snowfall, mm-hmm. you know, these different things that are out here. 50 Cent produced. Right. 50 Cent produced uh, BMF and and Power, mm-hmm. the Power Universe. Right. And then you got uh, Snowfall, you know, that was, I think it was produced by, uh, that, who was that uh, producer that produced Snowfall? Somebody hit me <sighs> on the Talk to Texas. I'm having a. I, I know. A I know. Blank, the, it's right. actually a lady who uh, directed it, though. She uh, she played. Oh, Tyler, Tyler. She played in one of Tyler Perry's films as a baby mama. I forget her exact name, but she's she's brilliant in in her own respect. But but I, I get what you're saying, though, Tori, because these are still the same programs that we're we're still being fed, even even 20 years removed from uh, 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 decades before, like the old 1900s or even the early 2000s, and here we are now, and they're still John kids. Singleton. Oh, oh! There, well, wait. John Singleton was yeah, was yeah. John, John Singleton as uh, the creator of Snowfall. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, I mean, these are the programs. He's one though. of those people. Who like, but uh, you know, I'll tell you this. Like now, it's a, it's in imagery and music. You know, the I think that that they started the war on drugs, so they moved the drug game into your ears. You know, into music, and so now we're consuming the mentality. Through our ears, yeah, I'm and, th- and now you. it's through our eyes because we're, you know, the the culture is starting to consume those idealisms in different ways. But I'll tell you this, you know, we have to make sure that we're understanding how to maneuver. I mean, I remember when I was out when I went to school, and my white friends would go to Walmart and get movies on Tuesdays. They were going to get movies, but they, it was entertainment. Like, they was going to get new music, movies. They was listening to Snoop Dogg and the Dog Pound. But it was all entertainment. It was all to have fun and drink and stuff like that. But many times in our culture, when we listen to rap music, it becomes almost like, okay, this is what we got to do. They're listening for information. And I think that some people will take a three-minute video, uh, you know, rap video, and try to shape their lives from it. You know, look at the cars, try to see what's up with the fashion. Look at Jay-Z. And Jay-Z made a lot of money from uh, projected imagery, Ace of Spades. Uh, he, he started realizing the stuff they was wearing, the stuff they was drinking, uh, was making a lot of money. So he just said, I'm, hey, I'm going to start making my own stuff and putting it out here. So what I'm saying is the way we consume the music, I think we look at it more as a more realistic concept many times. And I think that sometimes uh, in the powers that be, uh, the people that own these record labels, the people that own these networks, when they make black television, they, they add these drug dealer, hustler uh, type, pimp culture type ideas in our stuff on purpose to keep us worshiping some of these materialistic ideas 
And many times we don't even know that we're consuming these things because we love the product. But when we come back, Truth Nation, I'm going to open up the lines. 833-212-1017. Talk to text. 833-212-1017. Why are these young men gravitating toward the streets, that street life? We're going to talk about it right here on Tory Lowe. Truth Nation, it is Denise Thomas, the effective communication coach. And ladies, it is time to put. Truth Nation, it's time to tap in. Them lines got that smoke. Call now at 833-212-1017 so we can put you in rotation. Wage double up crime pays. Mama's trying to save me. But she don't know I'm trying to save her. You don't know what it is, Truth Nation. You gotta figure out who you really are, black people. Forget going to the jailhouse. We've been done now. We over there. 21.7 the truth. You wanna walk around these You wanna walk around with them? What the fine? Seven the truth, Tory Low, Tory Low show, Ben Jamin on the one and twos. We talking about why do black young men and some women now want to be so accepted by the streets that they'll do whatever it takes to get that street credit, you know, like and and many times we are shown uh imagery of the glamorous ideas of drug dealing and of whole culture, then they don't show you the behind the scenes. What happens behind the scenes, they only capture those those uh, materialistic moments of cars and parties, and, and, and it's a bottom side today. And I talked to a lot of OGs who uh, got out of jail, and they told me, Tori, you know, uh, we was just young and, and doing, you know, what everybody else was doing, but now they have learned, you know, after they then went to jail, they have learned different, and they came out trying to tell everybody else, hey, don't go that route. But I think a lot of people have to learn the hard way, but I think that many times these things, our imagery have been projected to us through mainstream culture. I want to head to the lines. Freddie G, you on the new 1017 The Truth Tap In. Tori, you have to look at the fact that they have nothing else to look at. Mm. You know, it's nothing but a game for them. Right. As a matter of fact, I was one of those who was gobbled up by the game, mm. by the street life, because it was, it was something fascinating to me. Mm. So I, I spent 38 years of my life off and on in prison, but I made prison my university. I educated, I re-educated myself there. I educated hundreds of other brothers, and I've written a book called Boss Players. Okay. Now on Amazon that brothers can read, and they're calling it the, 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 the book. They're calling it the, the, the book, the Bible of the street. That's what they call it. The okay. Writers. So I'm saying they have nothing else, and the devil is the one who is offering them the street life. You know, and... and and you look around at the impoverished situation, there's nothing else for them 
to do, they feel. They don't see their talents until later on in life, and by then, it might be too late. Wow. And so we have to do something about that. Right. And that's why I wrote, wrote this book. It's a seven-series book called Boss Players. The first one is on Amazon, and I give the first chapter free. Okay. And now, now I got I got a question. I, 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 I want to ask you a question. Yes. When it comes to what happened, you know, uh, when you was coming up and when I was coming up, we saw a lot of gangs. We saw a lot of gang culture. Our family members was involved in it. Our, you know, uncles and some of our friends and 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 many times, you know, we've even uh, I even took some chances uh, due to the fact that it was just in my neighborhood. It was in my environment. Is what we was doing. But now you get to 2023, and and it, and it hasn't changed much. It's just all on social media now. That's absolutely correct. Listen, when I was growing up, oh, turn your turn your radio down. I can hear you. Turn the radio down in the background a little bit. Hold on. All right, yeah. Oh, he, I guess okay, you know. All right, all right. So, uh, give me, give me, give me a reason why. Well, see, my my situation was different. We had what is called the the Chicago invasion in '71. The Black Peace Stones came over and did exactly what you just got through describing. They gathered up almost all of our brothers and sisters, you know, out of fear. And so what we did is we formed a game called the Soul Defenders. And our job was to rid our neighborhoods of the Black Peace Stones. And mm. we did a good job at it because we had the, the, the uh, commandos behind us. And we did what we needed to do. And to this day, I've been gang free. But because I have risen so far in, in knowledge and information and sharing that, the gang leaders would come to me. I didn't have to come to them. I wasn't about what they was about. I was above that, and they knew that, mm. and they respected that. And okay. there's a chapter in there called The Gang Invasion, no, uh, The Chicago Invasion. All right. Everybody needs to get that book. They need to get their hands on that book and find and you And you said, that the, you said that the book was on Amazon. Yes. Okay. And it's titled uh, "Boss Players: The Autobiography of Freddie Lee G." All right. Hey, hey, look. I'm gonna tell you this. You know, when we talk about our community and the things that we are dealing with, uh, a lot of us out here got stories to tell, horror stories. You know, and 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 like I said, it was some of us were able to climb that wall over that and get to a different position. And I'll tell you this, you know, when I see this new generation and I see that the young people are on online and they're able to project imageries of themselves on social media. And it seems like they're all trying to have this street presence, this street mentality, the way that they they want that acceptance. And then many times you see the emergence of new groups like the Kia boys. And you know how many mothers I talk to and they talk to me about their sons and they, they say, hey, I admit my son is a kid boy, you know, 
But, you know, it's so many different eras, you know, of different groups and different people. We just calling it, or these young people are just, the Kia boys is just out front right now. Most people are talking about them. But at the same time, this is nothing new. Remember the movie New Jersey Drive? How many of y'all remember the movie New Jersey Drive where the young men was out there stealing cars? I mean, to me, it's just an upgrade version of what's been going on. But now it's just more single home households. Uh, A lot of these children are out here uh, fending for themselves. And I think that we've gotten so far away from the, the, the family idea. You know, the, the man, woman, and child idea that now you may see children out here that you assume that may have some discipline, but where are they getting the discipline from? You know, I mean, I think we assume that these kids should know better. But many times when I get to these kids and when I talk to them, they coming from infested situations, single mother homes, they was in foster care. I mean, they, so many things that that when you talk to these young people and they tell you, you know, what's been going on with their lives, I had to take a seat, a, a back seat and say, wow. You know, we really got to regroup, rethink, and reshape the black man, black woman, and black child because now it's so open-ended when it comes to the black family. When it comes to the black family, I'm seeing uh, black men, black woman, black child, but many people have different variations of family in our community. I mean, we even got to, I remember we used to have extended family. We was big on when, when I, when I was coming up, it was people that weren't even blood. That was family. We said that was my brother. You know, they weren't even our real brother through biological but through the struggle, that was my brother. You know what I mean? So we started making up our family because we were coming from a lot of broken ideas and we didn't have that available to us. And that's why I'm big on trying to let us know what's really going on because now we have it even worse because the peer pressure, the peer pressure is, is enormous. I mean, when, when I was coming up, I did not have Facebook. I did not have Instagram. I, we didn't have these things. And now these kids could be sitting right in the house and still participating in things uh, all day, all day and night. Matter of fact, now they got the uh, video games where you can talk and put the headphone on and you can talk to your friends and uh, whoever your buddies are and play games all day. Some of y'all just sat y'all kids in front of them tablets and in front of them video game systems. And y'all think that they sitting in the house and really they're communicating with their friends just like if they were sitting outside. Technology, technology didn't came that far. So how can we help our children? Because all I'm seeing is that these kids are gravitating to the streets and they're taking uh, information from the lyrics of some of these Rap artists, uh, I told people, uh, y'all better, uh, if you don't know who this guy is, you better find out who NBA Youngboy is because a lot of y'all children listen to his music. And I remember, you know, when we had those rappers that, you know, we didn't want, I didn't want my grandma to know I was listening to Easy E. <laughs> I didn't want my grandma to know I was listening to Easy E. I was hard. I hit my NWA CD. 
But now it's not like that. Now they could be right there next to the parents with the Bluetooth looking at the videos, consuming these products, and many times they're taking these things. They wanna, they, they're actually admiring uh, the lifestyle of some of these young men, and those young men are going to jail. What happened to Pooh Shiesty? Benjamin, what happened, what happened to that rapper Pooh Shiesty? Hey! I mean, a lot of these rappers right now, they going to prison. When we come back, we'll have more conversation. Stay locked in right here on Tory Low. Truth Nation, it's time to tap in. Them lines got that smoke. Call now at 833-212-1017 so we can put you in rotation. What y'all willing to do for this lifestyle? You gonna follow these dudes? Or you gonna follow God? Make up your goddamn mind. Just live this here lifestyle. Can't skate from the bottom to the top of my lifestyle. Living like a beginning, this is only beginning. Young dog did so much to live this lifestyle. Look at him now. It's one of one point seven for two. Tory Low, Tory Low Show, Ben Jamin on the one and twos. We talking about this new documentary uh, that's on Hulu. Uh, it's the criminal cases of Young Thug and Gunna. Uh, and they're trying to really discuss about the rap lyrics being used in trial to create RICO charges against some of these rappers, mainly Young Thug and Gunna. And uh, Gunna's out. Uh, and a lot of people saying that he snitched, kind of dry snitched. And uh, it's so much going on with these conversations with these young people. And uh, I, I just wanted to ask Truth Nation a question. Why do we feel that we owe uh, some type of allegiance to the streets? You know, especially people that get on these levels where they don't even have to be in the streets. But if you know, if they acting like that, you know, how are the just the, the regular youth who are just running around here that are not on that level. They, you know, they out here taking chances just to be accepted by the streets right now. And to me, we got to have this conversation because I'm hearing news that Grizzly star John Morant facing uh, new gun assault accusations. And uh, that's to me is, is, is troubling because he's an NBA superstar and they're still out here, you know, running around with people that may probably put them in positions to lose it all. But if if, if John Morant feel like he got to be a part of this type of culture, what's really going on out here in the neighborhoods? I want to bring back up that audio when Shannon Sharp tried to warn John Morant uh, of the company he was keeping. Let's listen. Y'all would realize that he's not a thug. 
Jog is a really Jog's a really good basketball player. Jog did everything he could to lift himself and his family out of this type of environment and to get away from this. And for some reason, he wants to surround himself with these type of people. Why? Bro, you not hard. That's not your life. People that in that life would give anything to be in your life. Great point. For some reason, you're worth 30, you're worth, you got a $200 million contract and you want people in the NBA to think you hood, to think you gangster mm-hmm. because you roll with these type of people. Bro, you putting yourself in harm's way when you don't have to. Nobody looks at you, John, and think, man, that's a thug. He hood. <laughs> he down. He bought that. You not. Stop pretending. All you do is yap and talk about, oh, I'm going to let him live to see another day. I'm going to do this. You're not going to do nothing. What you're going to do is get yourself in trouble, put yourself and your family in harm's way when you don't have to. Just play basketball. If you want to do all that chirping and all that about y'all good, how great y'all are, mm-hmm. even though your record indicate since you made your statement, Dylan Brooks made his statement, you've been awful. Have at that. I got no problem. I, I wish you wouldn't talk so much considering mm-hmm. y'all talk so much to have done so little. That's a part of it. I get that. But this, 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 what you're going about, pretending like you, like you down like that, that like you tote, that you carry, bruh, you putting yourself in harm's way. Mm. And it's not a good look for you. Wow. Stop this. Hey, look, hey, you got to listen to Unc, Uncle Shay Shay. You know, and somebody got to tell these young people, you know, and and be kind of like an example of what to do. You know, we got to get back on these blocks. We got to make sure that we're doing our part because uh, we just can't just say we can't just throw our hands up. For the youth, we can't just throw our hands up. I'm not I'm not going to I'm not going to support that. But I think that we got to this summer, you know, we got to get out in our neighborhoods, do some cleanups. Uh, meet the, some of the people in the neighborhoods, talk to them, let them know that we're here and we're going to try to get some resources. You know, we're going to try to get some resources. And and I guess, uh, uh, John Morant, uh, they say that he he was responding to a situation uh, where a family member was at the mall. I guess the situation came from a situation where it was a family member fighting at the mall or something like that. Uh, something at a footlocker. So, you know, yeah, that happens too. But like I said, you know, it, it's ways to get around it. I mean, if I had, if I had to pop everybody upside the head every time I got a call, you know what I mean? I'd be in. I wouldn't be on the air. I wouldn't be on the air. You know, I'd be somewhere with a mugshot. You know, and and not for protesting. <laughs> I be facing assault charges every day. You know how many domestic situations I get called to? You know how many situations of human trafficking I get called to? And um, I could very much have every right to try to take, you know, some things into my hands and try to do X, Y, and Z. But I got to make sure that that person can get put in a place where he can be dealt with accordingly. He got They got to be dealt with accordingly because sometimes you could – uh, you know, take things, you know, even though you may have the right to feel the certain certain ways, that can even lead you to a point where you actually breaking the law. And it's all, and, and, and like I said, many times we got to navigate our feelings, but at the same time, we got to make sure that we're learning, getting knowledge and understanding how to really properly deal with stuff. That's all I'm saying. Because a lot of y'all want to snap out 
lot of y'all, a lot of y'all watched y'all parents snapping out. And y'all think that's the way, but that's sometimes that's not the way. Once you walk outside and you have to deal with the real world, sometimes if you snap out, there's there are repercussions, even if you think you're right. Hey, look, when we come back, we'll have more discussion. Stay locked in right here on Tory Low. Truth Nation, it's time to tap in. Them lines got that smoke. Call now at 833-212-1017 so we can put you in rotation. I was my brother had man and I served him. I be up thinking that do be hurting me. If they gonna catch me, no gonna murder me. Oh my God, what happened to Virgil? That's 101.7 The Truth. Oh my God, what happened to That's 101.7 The Truth, Toilo Show. Wake up, Milwaukee. First like the first day of school, I'm a scholar. Find a solution and got some more problems. We from the symbols, my daughter's a toddler. 16 year old when I shot my first shopper. Flew out of New Zealand and open lockers. Could fly on the Jeep, I fly helicopters. I count every blessing and count every dollar. Nobody go fat and be blind. I treat all of my dogs the same. Take out all of my the same. I just hope you financially the same. Never turning my back on the game. From the A, we taught to be brave. Take a face. Get through the face. Then my truth, Tory Low. Tory Low show being jamming on the one and twos. We've been having a conversation about the streets. Why do we feel that we need to be accepted by the street culture, by the street life? And like I said, my granddaddy told me streets don't love nobody. But we still seek that attention. And I think many times we have to be educated because I rather I, I I want love from the community. I want love from my community. You know that that meaning I'm out here participating, doing what I can to make progress. You know I got I I'm a, I'm a community advocate, so I got love from my community, and 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 that includes the streets as well. But at the same time, a lot of people that go into that street life, there's only two ways that. It can end up either you end up dead or in jail. And and those are terrible odds. <laughs> those are terrible odds, you know, to try to put yourself through. And I think that we have to start really coming together as a community and embracing uh, each other, even parents. You know, it starts at home. But what what does that mean? What What does home mean? For me, home was grandma's house. Me and grandma, dealing with life, you know, living living on welfare. You know, it wasn't it wasn't the best, but we had each other. We had uh we had friends and family that came around. We had a big family, cousins and everybody. So we we, you know, what does home look like? What is what does that mean? You know, I always I was asking during COVID. When uh, they said safer at home, what 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 was safer at home? When you're coming up in a broken family structure, I understand what I'm saying. So we got to regroup, rethink, and reshape because nobody's going to understand us. They don't understand what we have to deal with when we walk outside our front door, and it's our responsibility to start fixing that. No matter what it looked like, no matter what the conditions are, these these are our neighborhoods. This is our community. These are our conditions. 
We got to start doing our best. And then maybe down the road, we can look up and say, hey, look how we turned this around. And we could turn it around. Hey, look, when we come back, we're going to have more discussions. Stay locked in right here on Tory Lowe.